Hey everybody, welcome back to ZestralProds.com, video games podcast. As always, I'm dead. Joining today we have Alex. Yo, everybody. And Caveman. Aloha. <coughs> well, apparently I'm Maui Cave now. <laughs> Maui Caves, they're in Hawaii. It was the first thing that came up when I googled caves in Hawaii, so... Close enough. Why did you Google caves in Hawaii? Because I because I know how to say aloha in two different video games. Like, aloha, and I was like, remember, Pokemon Sun and Moon says you have to. There's a specific way to say aloha. It's the most important stupid thing in the game. arm gestures. This is the stupid most important thing in the game because they tell you that like literally before the game even starts. Like you can't play this game unless you do aloha, right? It's serious business down there. I'll take your word for it. Hey, well, we got video games and stuff to talk about, I guess. Woo, Steam Summer Sale. Yeah, I'm kind of out of it. Let's all go last. Caveman, what are you even playing? Well, I'm going to start off with the one game that's not from Steam that I've been playing. All right, so who here's played Harvest Moon? Nope. Very, very, very long ago. Uh, fuck yes. you. Uh, Harvest Moon was the quintessential go have a farm game. And then they shit the bed, so a bunch of the people left Harvest Moon and went to make a separate company, and that's where we get Story of Seasons, which is fucking awesome. It's all the good parts of Harvest Moon, plus a bunch of stuff to actually try. And the one I'm playing is Story of Seasons Trio of Towns. And it's got these three towns. It's got the farming aspects. It's actually got quite an interesting bit of interaction going on with the NPCs. They've updated a lot of the mechanics. And they've made it so much easier to actually interact with everybody. In most of these games, when you want to interact with someone, you go up, press A, and then mash A to get through their pointless dialogue as quickly as possible. They did away with that. If you want to say hi to someone, all you have to do is run by them and hold down the left trigger. It's simple. <laughs> Damn game. What if you, you know, want to read their, their ten dialogue trees? Well, then you can go up and talk to them. Uh, I don't know why you would, but you can. You do it for lore. They put the effort to put it in the game. I might as well read it once. Yeah, once yeah, per well, person, then never again. Exactly. <laughs> But yeah, uh, there's a lot of other good to it. My fiance is currently uh, into her second year, and she's been mainlining the game. Um, lots of interesting characters. They even have non-interactable NPCs, like NPCs that their only purpose is to, hey, we fill out the town. We're not important to the story or anything, but we're here. They're decorations. Yeah, I love that. I I really like the I like I like having decoration in PCs because it's more life. Um, is it though? Like to me, like decoration in PCs just sounds like, hey, yeah. So we have a town of like five people. We fill the rest of it with mannequins. Well, they move around and they will talk. Oh God, like, moving you can't interact. Terrifying. Well, you can interact with them but they don't have anything of import to say and interacting with them isn't important to advance your progress in the game. It's better than, Hey, this is our, this is our bustling town of six people. 
Hey, those Look six at those people, other characters. Those six They're people are screen. very you, active. You can't see them, but, but there's a lot of them there. Oh, you just missed him. He just walked by. Boy, that was a great parade uh, that just rolled through town. Yeah, you missed it. it was really great. But um, that that's uh, that's what I've been playing away from my PC. Now for what I've been playing on my PC. The very first thing I have to talk about is the Sam and Max trilogy, um, which is a series of Telltale games. They're point-and-click adventures, and it is such a tongue-in-cheek piece of shit. <laughs> like seriously, everybody's taking the piss out of everybody constantly. Everything is a one-liner or a joke or an offhanded comment about how someone's an idiot, and yeah, it is such fun. pretty much how Sam and Max hit the road went. Much fun, and I'm playing the Devil's Toy Box right now, which is the third iteration in the series. I'm hoping there's a fourth, but I wouldn't be surprised if there wasn't, given the ending. There is not. Well, no, I mean coming, coming eventually, not right now. Oh, you think Telltale give a shit I'm about their own fucking original series? They don't give a fuck. Um, son. They got all that fucking licensing, but money. it's a great tongue-in-cheek puzzle game. The puzzles can be a little esoteric. Wait a minute. You need uh, to tell me that there is a point-and-click adventure game with esoteric puzzles. I know, right? I mean, it's not as bad as some of them. I mean, it took me like five minutes to figure out the Hindenburg puzzle, but once I figured that out, it was like, oh, that makes perfect sense. But then there was one where I had to go to Gorilla and to ta- attacking my best friend disguised as a model city. And then make a giant talking roach poke it in the eye. I mean, nothing will top just going through a tunnel of love and then having to know that you're supposed to dump Max's head and slam it into the electrical box and hit the road. That didn't occur to me for like two months. <laughs> I just, I played the, and that's like 15 minutes into the game. So I just played the opening 15 minutes over and over. And I'm like, yeah, this is kind of fun. Uh, Got to figure out what to do next. But the rest what am I supposed fun? to do to go on internet? No, no, no. There was no game facts back then. Yeah, I'm not going to head down to the fucking EB games to become a Prima strategy guide for Sam and Max. No, I mean, they didn't make a Primo strategy guide for Sam and Max. They did have strategy guides back then, but not for Sam and Max. <laughs> Who cares about Sam and Max? Except me. The, the next game I want to talk about, well, and me. I love Sam and Max. But the next game I want to talk about, I got for 49 cents. Just going to let that sink in. 49 cents. It's called Social Interaction Trainer. And I got it because I saw it on the internet. And it is it, it should not have cost me any money. I'm I'm sorry. There there's tons of content that I'm never going to touch. This is a simple silly little flash game. Been able to play on something like Congregate or Newgrounds or something like that. I'm all for developers getting money, but uh there, I wish there was something more there. I mean, it's not even a point-and-click adventure game. It's a move your mouse in the right direction and sit there game. Wait, what? You just fucking you just move the mouse? Yeah, you 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 control the eyes of characters. <laughs> so you move the mouse and you get them to look places. And I, I, I saw like the first three levels and I was like, there has to be more to it than this. Let me find it on the Steam. 49 cents. Well, I have 74 cents left in my wallet. Let me purchase this. 
Uh, Holy shit, that is all there is to this game. How this long is how he it? talks when he browses Steam every dime. <laughs> yes, right. Even pulls out a crown. I am the sophisticated Steam shopper. Oh, I wish to sell these trading cards. Well, let me see what they were last purchased for and put it at that price. <laughs> I am so savvy. But yeah. That's... I would do that if anyone cared what I bought on stream, but, you know, nobody around here does. You don't really care. But that's uh, that's Social Interaction Trainer. If you're interested in goofy, offbeat humor, I think it's like five bucks now that the sale's over. Fuck that. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm regretting spending 50 cents on it. How, how so long Social was Interaction it? Trainer, and it lets you look at people? It took me like an hour to beat. And that's just because I got confused at one part. Oh God! Like it kept it kept telling me to use my secret trick not to fart, and I was like, "What is that? You've given me no instructions whatsoever." Game. You gotta click. I tried that. Gotta I'm not click. gonna spoil it because I'm not gonna spoil it because I want everyone to get as pissed off at that section as I did. Well, see, well, seeing as how we're recommending they that. don't buy it. The three people yeah. who listen to this podcast it, won't buy it, so they'll never be able to see it. Apparently, you can just get it for free. You can. I spent. I wasted money on this. I think so. The version I'm playing has like 17 levels, or it's got a bunch of levels. Well, so my God, I'm not going to be worth the five dollar price tag currently on it. Oh, I got a fifty cents, and I still feel ripped off. Didn't you technically kind of get but it? moving on from that from yeah, whatever what nothing just if you if you want a game where you control somebody's eyes go play fucking the killer is dead but there's a whole fucking mini game in there about that well on, on from that game onto a fucking awesome game that I cannot get enough of sunless sea sunless sea is a undersea like you're under you're you're in a sea that is under the surface of the earth and you are navigating while fighting eldritch horrors giant monsters giant insects and enemy naval pirates in a pseudo roguelike where you're slowly building your skills your lore your knowledge this is not the kind of game that you just go into and are like man i can do this this is the game where you die for the first 20 hours but you're so invested in the lore that you keep going back to play i hate dying in games i don't play roguelikes i don't like roguelikes because i like to actually progress I usually get frustrated and give up before I progress in a roguelike. I have progressed in this game to the point where I actually have a solid vessel. I am able to take down numerous enemies, and I've gotten married. I think, was it? No, no, no. I, I screwed up my marriage prospects with a character once already. <laughs> I thought you were talking about your real life there for a second. I own a house in this fucking game that I keep handing down to my next captain just so I don't have to buy another fucking house. <laughs> Because it was hard as hell to get the money to buy a fucking mansion. <laughs> when you started, I, every time when you started talking about this game, uh, my first question was, "Is it anything like Endless Ocean?" And you have answered that in spades. Every fucking time I die, it's because I ran out of money to buy food, and <laughs> it's like, well, you got to start sacrificing your crew to the gods so you can get back to a port. 
And I'm like, but I won't even buy fuel at the port. I'll be dead. <laughs> I lose no matter what. I choose to sacrifice my crew so the rest might live on. Welcome to the Sunless Kobayashi. <laughs> it, it's, it's a fun game. It's a fun game. Um, the fucking tagline for it. Got, the tagline for it is lose your mind, eat your crew, die. It's got well, I've never eaten my crew, but I have broken down to letting them eat rats and bats. That um, seems nice. Oh, it's quite pleasant. Maybe you should try eating your crew one time. Could be fun. Maybe, who knows? I'm currently trying to court a vampire. I think she's a vampire. I don't know. Of course you are. <laughs> she's just pale. But um, this game is, I've already invested a lot of time into it. I'm going to be investing a ton more in it. I highly, highly recommend it for full purchase price if you gotta. Because I think this is, a, like, if you're into a nice slow crawl with great atmosphere, great lore, and an interesting story to tell no matter how many times you die, this is a good game for you. If you if you like if you like like naval combat simulators, but like this is a much more simplified version. I'm not. This is not Assassin's Creed. This is a top-down view that is highly simplified and very easy to get into. But it is hard as fucking hell to actually master. Yeah, this is. I still have yet to have a, a ship survive. <laughs> yeah, this is built within the uh, Fallen London universe, uh, formerly known as Echo Bazaar. If I that, don't know what that is. Echo Bazaar was a like kind of a choose your own adventure kind of thing that they that was released a while back online that I'd seen a couple uh, YouTube channels talk about like uh, the extra credit guys and all okay. of them. This is a kind of thing like like you know gothic story in Victorian era London with like Lovecraft elements. Yeah. It, um. I saw a giant tentacled horror and real in real life I freaked out. I was like ah. They're going to end that with I, I saw, saw a giant horror in real life. And I period. threw my mouse away. What? I thought, I thought you were going to do like, yeah, I saw a giant tentacle horror in real life. No. I, I, it was on my screen. They blop, plopped up this. I was right. I was like, I was an inch from being able to hit E to dock and port. And Eldritch Horror on my screen. I threw my mouse halfway across the room in terror. <laughs> and I was like, duh. Because I was like, no, I survived. I was limping, but I made it. And it was like, oh, I just have to sacrifice someone? Okay. <laughs> Slimy tentacle reaches out of your screen and grabs you by the face. I'm retiring after this anyway. Okay, I'll sacrifice my crew. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's a great game. I helped Santa deliver presents. <laughs> and then he tried to eat me, but I sacrificed my crew instead. You do this a lot. Yeah, how do you keep getting a crew? <laughs> you're not eating the crew. You're letting others eat your crew. No, 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 no. I, I keep getting a crew because I keep dying, and the new guy steps in. It's like, I'll be the new captain, and people just sign on, not realizing I'll continue the efforts of the old captain, throwing you to the sea without I'll be the caution. Captain, I won't, I won't let anyone eat you. I'll be the one eating you this time. But me. I got a guy with octopus for a head on my crew. Like seriously, I think Octodad was Octodad was my cook for a while. I'm pretty sure, which was really. I, this game is fun. 
What is this game called again? Sunless Sea. Sunless Sea. It is on Steam. I highly recommend it. They get my full praises. I'm going to go write a Steam review eventually, maybe once I actually get somewhere in that in this goddamn game. Um, it's about $20. And moving on to my next game. Have you ever had a game that you forgot about and then you went back and said, this is the game I've been looking for? Kind of. The other day, I was like, I was playing Red Dead Redemption the other day, and I was like, man, there's a game like this that I really used to love. I wonder what it was it. Because I, I can't get into Red Dead. Red Dead is, it's huge. It's unfathomably big, but it just isn't my cup of tea. You know what is my cup of tea? What's that? I was going to say Grand Theft Auto, but okay. It is a, it is a one-word title, Gun. You saw it on the PS2. Oh, fuck, Then I gun. saw it in the... Yeah, gun. I saw it in the Steam store, and I was like, gun! And it was on sale, so I was like, gun! Mine. <laughs> I bought it. And it's everything I remember. It's smooth gunfighting controls, a quick draw, um, a really good quick draw, nice horse controls, though, honestly, the way it's mapped to the keyboard is a little fucky. I might remap it someday if I stop being late. Um great story i mean and it's visceral like, even with ps2 era graphics i saw someone's throat get slit and i was like ah well actually it's never soft not visceral but i'm tish okay. i'm here all week please don't <laughs> get get a day job please Throne. get a day job and don't quit it no honey i can't get a day job um, but no, it is a, it is again, this like the, this is another game that I highly recommend. If you like red dead redemption, if you like, uh, I guess red dead revolver, I think that was the first one. Um, you'll probably like this game. I feel like it's a predecessor to them. I feel like they, uh, cause I like, I playing red dead redemption and playing gun. I feel like red dead redemption just took a lot of elements from gun. Yeah, uh, we're gonna take this thing and this thing and oh, this thing, and I, yeah, it's a fun game. It's an open world western. Uh, it's probably the only open world western that I actually enjoy. <laughs> um, but it does make me crave cars. I wish there were cars. <laughs> I also wish there was a train because there's no fast travel, which is kind of a good thing, kind of an annoying thing. But hey, this is. PlayStation 2 era, so take what you can get. Eh? Yep. So I'm done raving about some of my favorite games. Okay, then. Alex, what are you even playing? Alright, so I, fi- I finally finished Trails of Cold Steel 2. Finally. The game that just doesn't end. What's <laughs> the game that never ends? No, well, uh, it, it has like it literally has like two points where it's like, hey, the game is over. Wait, just kidding. So, so when we last the left off, you? In, yeah, well, when we last left off in Cold Steel One, the e- evil Chancellor Jafar, except that's not his name. We just called him. That's Jafar. what we called him. Was was all set was all set to do his evil thing when suddenly he gets shot, and then it turns out. There's magic robot under the school. And you get in the magic robot, but it turns out your pal Crow, because people with Crow 
can't be trusted, it seems. Nope. Betrays you, reveals he also has a robot, and beats you up, so you have to leave. How do you hide the fact and that you have a giant robot? Uh, well, you just... you. It, I'm not, I don't know. I guess he just found a place to hide it. Just always walking around with I mean, like a 45 foot tall curtain. Well, the thing is you just go like, come here, giant robot. And then it like magically activates and flies to you, even if it's like a mile away. So, you know, that probably helps. Uh, no, all I'm, th- all I'm thinking of is that fucking scene from Iron Man three. You're just like three, two, one. All right. Now. And then just see him just screaming, trying to get his fucking suit of armor. And then just that's like, come to me, giant robot. Stand there for like five minutes waiting for your giant robot to get there. Yeah, because you, you, I mean, you spend the first chapter of the game like hot, hiding the, the main character, Reen, his giant robot, which is called Valimar. He hides it in like the mountains in his near his hometown. And like whenever it's time for a giant robot battle, he summons it and it gets up and flies over. So there's a lot more robots in this one. I'd fucking hope so. In the first game... Yeah, well, in the in the first game, it literally shows up when the game is basically over, and there's two giant robot fights, and here there's like maybe twenty. Basically, every every time there's an important plot battle, there's a robot fight. It's kind of like Power Rangers, where you fight guys on the screen, and and then uh, they're like, "Hey, robots, take them down," and then he's like, "Well, then I guess I'll call my robot," and then you know, someone sequence here it comes. Yep. They don't turn giant though. Aren't they already giant? No, no, no. No, I mean, I mean the guys you're fighting on on foot don't turn giant. Like oh, so, so it's not so it's not just make me monster. So it's not fucking Rita throwing down the staff saying make the monster grow. No, no, no. Rita doesn't. Rita doesn't appear to make the monsters grow. They just call in their own robots because it turns out they have mass produced them. Okay, well that works. That works turn- like later seasons of Power Rangers. Yeah. Uh, yes. Power Rangers SPD, I guess, would be the best analog because they actively jump into giant robots. Yeah. I don't think I watched that one. It's decent. Well, then something's wrong with you. Well, I was like 20 by the time Power Rangers SPD came out. And I was 25 and I still fucking watched it. So? I discovered Super Sentai by then. So? I'm still not hearing a good excuse. It's on Netflix, know, not, God damn not, it. Just go fucking do it. Not really a not really a Power Rangers fan anymore. We're gonna need to have a talk about your future at this company. Really? <laughs> We're gonna need to have a talk about your future playing D D with us. No. I'm however a Gundam fan, and Threads of Cold Steel 2 <laughs> basically turns into Gundam <laughs> with like armies of robots. Well, no, one side, literally one side has all the robots, the other side has tanks, and your robot, which is kind of like how the original Gundam show went. With everyone on one side had all the robots except the one hero one. So the country's in a civil war, and you're the only one on the non-evil side that has a robot. So you're kind of important. Yeah, I'd imagine so. How many of the plot missions in that game are just somebody comes to assassinate you to to defeat you and win the war? Mm. They they try that for a, they try that in the beginning, then uh, then they try to get you to join them. 
by uh, ba- basically capturing them and sitting there and being like, look, you don't like us. We don't like you. But, I mean, if you were to join us, then we'd have all the robots and the war would be over. And, you know, yeah, yeah we'd, we'd have control of the country, but, hey, nobody would be dying anymore. And you could go back to your happy school life and not have to worry about people showing up to kill you. I feel like that offer should have been made. I feel like that offer should have been made before they ever attempted to kill him in the first place. Well, yeah. So it's like giant robot shows up instead of sending assassins, send like a fucking diplomat. No, they tried. Well, they tried. They tried to because you were he was too hard to kill. I guess. Yeah, that's why you don't try to kill him first. Yeah. You send a fucking negotiator down there. He's like, "Hey, how's it going?" So we don't we don't want this war to drag on. Just doing our side. We can do this, this, this for you. And then when they say no, then you send the assassins. Come on, it's politics one on one. So, Serene thinks about it, but he says no. Mostly because Crow is like, "Look, you don't have to. You don't have to pretend and want to still be friends with me. If you'd rather just you know keep fighting for justice and all that, go on, be a rebel." So. He, so he he uh, he gets his so he takes his sword which they didn't take away from him, and uh, basically just breaks out of their ship and gets it back into his robot and leaves. And then you go back to messing with the war. <laughs> That's it. No 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 no. I'm just I'm just taking a drink. Dramatic pause. No, you you go to messing with the war and then of course you know because it's a JRPG. Evil demonic castle shows up. Actually, two of them show up. Oh, because shit. this this is the thing. Two evil demonic castles. This is the thing. Well, listen. This this is the thing. The Trails of series is like several games. Some of them take place at the same time. So while Cold Steel is going on, this other Trails game that hasn't been localized called Trails of Zero, and and then its sequel Trails of Azure is also going on. So in the neighborhood, so in the the neighborhooding nation of Crossbell, which is right next to Erebonia, a giant magic tree shows up, and like a barrier goes around it, and like you see this in the distance, but you can't go there. So every once in a while, you're like, wow, things is really crazy in Crossbell. Wish we could go over there, but I guess we'll have to leave it to whatever's going on. Buy that other game, wink, wink. Which I yeah, can't even just, do. Just like a very, just like a very inconspicuous, like little, like Japanese set of characters pop up for like a fucking URL. Yeah, like buy you, but like you might want to buy this game, which I can't even do because that's the one game, the one, uh, the two games in the series that haven't been localized yet. So, so, so yeah. So as as you're going and dealing with uh, your stuff, every once in a while, you're like, wow, things is crazy in Crossbell. I wish you could see it. But you can't unless you buy Trails of Zero. Wink, wink. <laughs> and then it magically goes away. And you're like, well, I guess they did crazy stuff over there and they solved the problem. Too bad you missed out on it until you buy Trails of Zero. So the significant part of the middle portion of the game is the cross-advertising for this other game. Since every, every time you're talking about it, you're like, oh, I was like, oh, so how's that tree situation? Like crazy stuff is going on, but we don't have to deal with that. We'll let them deal with that. And then your own dungeon of doom shows up finally, because you know they were jealous that they didn't get a giant tree. Instead, they get a giant castle. So they go up it. You fight a bunch of guys up the tree or up the castle. 
no, 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 up the castle. The tree, the trees and trails of zero. We don't get to, we don't get to experience that. How, how, is, how does one go up a castle? Stair, staircases. Actually, they're elevators. <laughs> staircases and elevators. They, they have one team not, on each. Not like. Well, no, because there, there's only uh, there's there's stairs, but then there's like the only way up is to get on this magic elevator that goes to the next level, which is also conveniently where all the bosses are. But if the elevator is the only way bosses, up, why are there stairs? Where do the stairs go to? Nothing. Well, because, well, the stairs go to higher up in the on the the floor. It's like first floor, bunch of stairs going up to the elevator. Elevator goes up to the second floor, bunch of stairs going up. It's like there's there's no the stairs don't the stairs just get you higher up on the floor, but the elevators actually connect the floors. And if you're wondering why it's designed this way, it's because it's a magic demon castle. Yeah, you all played Persona Five. You know how this goes. Pretty much. Incidentally, the incidentally the Persona um, is pretty much kind of phased out because you're not in the school anymore on account of it being taken over by the enemy. So there's like like every once in a while it's like hey let's take a break and then you could do like the not social links and the not side quests, but it's not like you know also, I mean you, I mean there's still, still side quests side quests. Yeah, 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 like there's still a calendar system, but it's just random. Like, and it's it's like you plot 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 day advances plot plot day advances. It's not like you know there's sev- several months and you do this every month. In fact, the entire game takes place over the course of like two months instead of a whole year, like the first one did. Yeah, there's there's a different game. We're not doing Persona stuff anymore. Please stop hitting us. No, no, it's not Persona. It's just a game that's kind of trying to be like Persona, but not really. It was like Persona for one game, and then they're like, "Yeah, that's not going to work anymore." Yeah, we have giant robots. Does Persona have giant robots? No, no. It's more like Xenogears. Like right that was like Xenogears right down to the giant robots having like a massively oversized version of the character's personal weapon. In fact, this one boss you defeat because they couldn't make a giant version of her personal weapon which was a whip sword and she's like, "Man, if they built a giant robot version of my sword, you wouldn't have beat you wouldn't have defeated me so easily." <laughs> Wait, so her argument was like, if my weapon wasn't such shit tier that they couldn't remake it, you'd be fucking dead. No, they uh, they just they well, no, just she she had a sword as opposed to a whip sword, like the generic mass produced swords that all the generic mass produced robots used. If I had my Ivy Valentine weapon, you'd be fucked. Pretty much. In fact, in fact, one of the one of the one of the reasons Crow keeps beating Reen in, in their giant robots, aside from his experience. Is because he has a custom built weapon and Rain just also uses the generic swords. So you also spend like a significant portion of the middle chapter getting enough metal to make a giant robot sized katana for his robot. Okay. And then once he gets it, he 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 beats Crow. He ha- he has his epic duel, he defeats him, he's like, Hey, now you're gonna be my friend again. <laughs> And Crow is like, well, if you insist, fucking anime characters. But then, but then the but then the guy that but then the guy that Crow was working for decides he's going to activate 
another giant robot, which was fueling the evil castle, which he's like, under no circumstances should you ever activate this robot because it's evil and demonic and possessed. But he does it anyway. And it gets up, and it's the final boss, and you get two robots because Crow helps you, but then Crow dies because of course he does. the thing stabs him. Yeah. He's, Again, he's I stabs him. Persona 5. Yeah. Is literally literally just like Persona Five, like right right down to like, hey, your your former friend is now kind of on your side, but wait, he's dead. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah, except yeah, well, except except the catchy dies off screen, and Crow gets a blatant hole punched through his chest and bleeds out and dies. <laughs> so who cares? I don't think he's well. Seriously, like at this point, it's kind of a who cares? It happens in every fucking anime game. Pretty much. I was just disappointed because I finally got two robots for one fight, and I was like, awesome. Now I get two robots, and then it's like, nope. Next time, though, shit's going full Gurren Logan. Yeah. You're going to grab that new robot and stick it in your robot's head. Or he's nope, going to no. he's gonna penetrate the robot's head up his own ass to become the new head. <laughs> yeah, the robot just like very awkwardly like crouches down and bends over and just tries to like, position the, robot, the other robot to shove his head up his ass. Wait, wait, wait! Go left. Go left. No, no, that's right. Go left. There you go. Yeah. Just, where, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, there was no combining robots this time. This time, operative words. Xenogears, which did have a combining robot, randomly show up. So crow, di- so, so crow dies. You don't get his robot, and then Jafar shows up, and he's like, "Hey, guess what? I didn't die after all." Surprise, fucko! Not only did it- he's like, not only did I not die after all. But you just killed all my opposition for me because they went crazy and started a civil war, made themselves look like a bunch of fools, and then you defeated them for me. And now I have total control of the country. Now I rule Erebonia. Now I rule... And then, and then he's like, and just for that, Reen, I'm going to make you a national hero and give you full credit for solving the war. So now you're famous. And then I'm going to stab you. No, no, no. He doesn't stab him. Then he's an idiot. No, no, he doesn't. He doesn't stab him. Instead, he's like, "You're going to work for me now." Yeah, that's smart. Just like, hey, hey, fucking guy who just ended the civil war. You're mine now. He's like, he's like, you're, he's like, you're a national hero, and the country looks up to you. So, you should probably work for me. And he's like, also, if you don't, our other enemies is going to invade because we're weak from the civil war. So, Reen surprisingly says, "Well, all right." I guess I guess I have to work for the military now. Does he say it that dismissively? He's like, well, well, all right, I guess. I don't know. No, he's very passive aggressive about it. Well, you, you don't see what happens because he's he he he's like, well, for, first he reveals that also they knew each other in the past, and uh, he's the one that because Rain's thing is that like he was randomly found in the snow outside his hometown for some reason when he was a little kid. And it turns out Jafar is the one who left him there. Is Jafar his father? Po- possibly. Could be. He's he's, he's this is it's good to, good to see you again, my son. And then he's surprised. So I guess it's I guess he's supposed to be his father, but they don't really say anything about that after that because he's like, and who better to assist me than a national hero? And then it cuts the credits, and you're like, okay, cliffhanger. But then the game's not over yet. <laughs> Because then it cuts to 
the pl- it, it cuts to uh, the place where the tree was, that other country that's next to Erebonia, where, they're, uh, where thanks to their tree, the whole place is in disarray, and Erebonia takes over, and Green is leading the charge with his robot because he has to work for Jafar now. And you spend a brief chapter playing as the protagonist from that game, <laughs> who is who is trying to who is, who is trying to save their internet from Erebonia because because they're they're the only country they're the only country that has a national database and there's like there's like a, a short half hour chapter where you're navigating like their computer course is like we have to get the data before the Erebonians do and then Reen shows up and you fight Reen as this other guy and Reen wins by summoning his robot and just smashing the computer I mean if you're gonna do it you might as well do it yeah he's like he's like he's like ah we I beat you and he's like yes you did and then he's like Bellamar. Then he, he teleports in and just like takes out his sword and destroys the computer. And they're like, "Oh, oh, right, a giant robot." They could, How about those? They're like, they're like, "Oh, they, they." He's like, "They didn't do that in my game." And it's like, "Yeah, surprise." So then he leaves, and then it seems like that's the end. But then no, there's also an epilogue chapter where you go back to the school. Surprise! Now you Frodo's getting more. on the boat to heaven. Yes. Now Frodo's going on the boat to heaven. Now Reen goes back to the school and uh, where his class is. And since they just saw the Civil War, they're all basically getting promoted a year in advance because they're like, we kind of need you, like you know, out in the world, fixing the country. You don't need to know how to do. You need to year. do it. Was he's? They're, they're like you, kind of. Like you, like you basically just like fought a civil war. You guys, that's like better preparation than we can ever give you here. You guys should just go. So everyone's sad that their class is breaking up, but before that, there's one the the dungeon where the robot was sealed in randomly reactivates because I guess they needed a dungeon. I don't know. You travel the dungeon where you can use everyone and everyone that's ever joined you at any point in the game. Because the game has a lot of characters that join you for like two hours, and they're like, "Hey, I gotta go do other stuff." Bye. I gotta be in other tales of games. Yeah, I was like, I gotta fight the other part of the war that you're not seeing. That's probably gonna be in another trails game that comes out in a couple of years. Bye. It's like, hey, I got these head. So clippers. I, gotta go, I got. I got these fucking head clippers and a fucking electric like wood saw. I need to go over to that fucking place, the demon tree. I'll see you guys over there. Yeah, so so there's an epilogue where you, you you hang around the school for a little while, you do one more dungeon, but the game is pretty much over by then. And then the game finally ends. A- after two fake outs, it finally ends. I-, I was half expecting like, you know, but wait, th- there's a third part, but no, that was the end. Okay, playing anything else then? Uh, yes, I played... An ancient classic game that two of you might not have even been born when it came out called Super Mario Brothers 3. <laughs> Aren't I older Why? than you? I don't know. How old are you? 27. No, I'm 31. Oh, wow. You sound younger than me. <laughs> Sorry. I was alive. Then, Sorry though. to disappoint. Oh, you were. Yeah. Did you did you play it on release? 
I wasn't old enough to play it on release. I'm gonna I'm gonna say yeah. How 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 what was your first console? My first console, the one the first one I played was um Oh no wait, I was wrong. It was released just a few months before I was born. Uh a month before I was born. I thought so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But my first con the first console I ever played was a super was an SNES. Um Did you just say NES NES? SNES. He said a Super Nintendo. Yeah, I did it, it, it sound it sounded like you said a NES Nintendo Entertainment System. Yeah. Nah, see uh I got an I got an S when I uh NES when I was uh, three years old. I don't remember why. I got a SNES when I was three years old. I was th- because I was three years old. Like my grandma bought it for me, and I I distinctly remember going around town trying to find it, but I don't remember if I wanted it or if she just thought it would be a cool present for me. <laughs> because that's literally one of the earliest memories of my life. It's going around Kearney, New Jersey, looking for a Nintendo Entertainment System with my grandma. Okay, I was going to say, like, if, if you're going around New Jersey by yourself as a three-year-old. No, 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 no. No, I went around with my grandma. That is either, the, that is either incredibly dangerous or the most New Jersey thing I've ever heard. No, 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 no. I remember the store. I remember, I remember what the guy looked like. But I don't remember if I even knew what a Nintendo was or if... My grandma just just heard about it and decided it would be a good present. Yeah, I heard you're. In, either way, I heard you're into video games, so I got you that new Nintendo. Oh, she. The, my grandma had more fun with it than I did. <laughs> like she 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 played the original Mario. Like her and she she'd be like her and her neighbor would play the original Mario like well into four in the morning before they went to work the next day. Jesus. And they'd be like they'd be like why are you so tired and she'd be like I was playing my my grandson's. Nintendo. Granny rolls deep. Yeah. But that was a that was that was as far as she she ever got. She was never able to figure out the the Super Nintendo isn't above. Yeah, but once, she did once play they, Mario once they, added, once they added that second row of buttons and the shoulder buttons, she was like, I don't know. Yeah, it was too much for her. But she played Mario 3 with me as well. So anyway, yes, one of the earliest memories of my life was going to the store to buy a Nintendo with my grandma. But I don't remember why. But I remember I remember the interior of the store, and I remember I remember the salesman that sold it to us. But I don't remember why. And that was even before Mario Three came out. That was like eighty nine, I think. Mario Three came out in nineteen ninety. So anyway, and and this is all stuff I was thinking about as I was playing the game. By the way, so this isn't just like you know random history. No. Uh-huh. Good old, good old nostalgia trip as I was playing the old Super Mario Three on NES, and um, also it turns out I really sucked at it after not playing it for twenty years. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, I thought I was a lot better at this game." I was like, "I gotta keep this hammer suit because they're hard to get," and then I lost it in like one hit. <laughs> and I was cursing how Mario power work. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, the hammer suit was really, really rare. I think there's only, like, one or two in the whole game. And you can't get any more. So, like, if you lose it, you're screwed. 
It's not like it's not like the later games where you can find any power up at any time, pretty much. It's like, hey, this hammer suit is like rare. Take care of it. And also, this, despite uh, having had access to the game for twenty five years, I learned something I didn't know before, which is in World Four, which is Skyland, where no wait, World Five is Skyland. Sorry. World 4 is Giant Land, World, World 5 is Skyland, where you go up into the clouds, you can actually go back down to the first part of the level, and then you'll have to play the castle to get up to the clouds again. And I had no idea that was even possible. Because I would always just finish the level. But since I sucked so bad, I had to chase the ship down to the sky. So I learned a new thing about a game that I played 25 years ago, and I thought I knew everything about. So, what a shock. You're always learning new things about games. Yeah. Anything else? Well, I didn't play Super Mario World, but I also learned that apparently you can change the seasons to autumn or something if you finish all the bonus stages, which is another thing I didn't know about, even though I've been playing the game for 20 years. <laughs> I never knew about that before. I never finished all the bonus stages before. Video games, the ever-evolving medium. I just never bothered. So, and yeah, that was the only thing I played besides my long, never-ending JRPG with some old classic uh, NES games. Although now that I started Mario 3, maybe I'll play some more. I don't know. Okay, so, now that you're awake, Dead, what have you been playing? Yeah, so I got a bunch of games from uh, the Steam Summer Sale and returned half of them. So I guess we'll start How out with... You can do that. Can you just be like, I don't like this game. I demand a refund. Yep. As long as you play less than two hours of it. Really? I didn't even know you could Ooh, do then that. I might be able to get my 50 cents back for social interaction. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if you really want that fifty cents back, yeah, it's like if you I got the game, you could also just you could also just look at your couch. Yeah, I think it's uh within like <laughs> within, I think it's been like two weeks of purchase. If you played less than two hours of it or never launched it at all, then you can just return it and get a refund. Ah, uh, so I guess that game I downloaded and never played from two years back is no good anymore. I don't think so. Too bad. So let's start with the first game, Cloud Built. So I got this game. It was a uh, two seventy nine Canadian, and it was a platformer. It is uh, looking at like uh, images and stuff on and, like video and stuff. It looked like it was some kind of it looked like it was kind of a uh, like like one of those games where you try to like string together your your like your um your platforming combos together like it's wall running and stuff. And so you do like a wall run up and do like a fucking wall and like a wall climb and then you do like fucking triangle jump off the walls to get up a fucking platform. Something like that. Look kind of like that. So I got in, booted it up, had my controller in hand because I'm playing on PC, but play with the controller because platformers usually work better with the controller. At Amen which, to that. At which point the game they says, do. at which point the game says, this game is best played with a mouse and keyboard. Which immediate red flag. Because I, I find that hard to believe. Did I ask yeah. you? Yeah. I, so I was like, oh, okay. So I turned it with mouse and keyboard. 
And this game. Oh my god, it's so floaty. And the camera is so fucking close to your character's back, and things are things move at such a fucking clip that you can barely fucking see what's happening. I I played the game for like like a minute and a half, I think, and I got motion sick. Just so many things happening at once. Just over and over and over again. Everything just fucking popping off, going off at the exact same time. And it wasn't even like anything too crazy happening. It's just the camera and the like, pers- like the perspective on the character model was just so fucking all over the place that it kind of got me in a way that I wasn't really expecting. And I just, I just had like, nope, nope, done with this. Fuck this game. No, stop. Did you try switching back to the controller? No, I was like, no, I can't fucking play this anymore. Return. Maybe you should have just disregarded the game's own advice and been like, no. Forget your keyboard and mouse. I'm using a controller. Maybe, but I I doubt it would have been much better. You don't tell me how to play. You're not playing me. I'm playing you. <laughs> yeah, so after that, uh, my kind of one big purchase for myself, um, I got Rise of the Tomb Raider. That game was $28 Canadian. I played that for two hours and then returned that because... It was not very well optimized for PC, weirdly enough. So going into it, I didn't expect my computer to be able to run it at like the fucking perfect maximum settings. Like I have a, I have a GTX 970 and it says the game requires at least four, four gigs minimum memory. And I have like one of those early run uh, 970s where it's only three and a half gigs of memory and the other half gig is running at like one fifth of this clock speed of the rest of the memory. So if so, if like the memory usage goes above three and a half gigs, the performance is tanks. So I couldn't have it at max settings. Uh, I put it on high and you know, benchmarked the game a bunch and then went to the game. And I think it was running fine. The game like played well. Uh, when, when I got to one specific area, I had to like jump on a platform, which then caused a bunch of like water to start like rushing down and right and um and like push me off the platform. And around there, th- the frame rate did start like dip a bit because of just like so m- like having to do the calculations for like all this fucking volume of fluid physics. But for the most part, things were running smoothly. Then I got to the Russian installation, and everything went to shit. So running the game on the just default high preset, like not really changing anything around with like anti-aliasing or uh, tests or uh, the fucking whatever other whatever other fucking graphics options there are. Without really fucking with any of those, just running those default high setting. The game was running maybe around like fifth, like forty to fifty FPS, just kind of like b- bouncing back and forth between that. And so it was real janky and weird. Drop it down to medium and things smooth out a bit. Keep running for a while. Uh, things get things get you know even out a bit. Bump back up to high. Things running fine. Then I get then I get into another open area within this installation. Things begin to take a hit again. Drop it down to medium. Things are still taking a hit, but only when I look at one specific area on the map. Like if I have the camera facing one direction, then things are fine. As I slowly turn it towards this one specific spot. 
no matter what no matter what fucking option I was running it at, it would cause a frame rate drop just when I was looking at it. Not even moving, nothing was really happening on screen. Like it was just a single fucking it was essentially one corner of a little like building. But if I just looked at it, the frame rate just fucking tank. And I have no idea why. And I started, I started like running through uh, all kinds of different tests, running through like fucking turning off the fucking hair physics, uh, dropping the thing, but turning the hair physics on, uh, changing the change, like the fucking, I, I changed all kinds of shit in those fucking graphics options, just trying to tweak it to a point where I would be like the best looking quality possible while still running at the smoothest, highest frame rate. And no matter what that fucking Russian, Russian installation just fucks everything up. And I was the only one this happened to like this happened to fuck. I, when I was, when I went looking for answers about this, there were fucking dozens of people on message boards saying, yo, so I fucking got that rust installation. Everything just fucking took a shit. Was it just that one spot? I think uh, everyone was like, yeah, so up to there. And then once you hit that thing, then everything started getting weird or fucking wonky. So from what it's, from what it sounded like, it was from the rust installation onwards, things got weird. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, and it was especially shitty because like the cutscenes too were all over the goddamn place. Like it, like those early cutscenes, they seem to be locked to thirty. They seem to be locked to thirty FPS, which that's fine, I guess. Like I'd prefer it if they ran it like the native sixty of the rest of the game does, but it doesn't have to. Like movies, like fucking CG movies, run at fucking twenty four FPS. They look fine. So those are, so those first couple of cutscenes, they run at thirty. Things are fine. Then, then you get to this one area in London. It is kind of when the story begins to kick off. Uh, Lara, she is looking for information about a lost city that supposedly holds the key to immortality. Her dad was obsessed with it. He went out trying to find it, ended up being disgraced and pushed out of the you know academic society that he was a part of because he was a fucking history professor or something, and eventually drove him crazy and he died. But now Laura's like, hey, I fucking found proof. I found this fucking symbol at this bullshit. And now I can fucking prove that my dad was right. And throughout this scene, there was nothing too intense happening. It was two people standing in a standing in a like medium lit like room. Wasn't a whole lot of shit popping off. Wasn't a whole lot of shit happening outside the windows. It was just these two people standing in a room. And it fucking jumped from 30 to 60 from shot to shot, it was just fucking insane. And it looked so oh. goddamn bad. It's not that hard to actually check and see if your game will run, people. Yeah, and like I'm I'm not my system isn't a fucking slouch, and I was running the fucking like like recommended settings. Or I guess I have the recommended hardware level. Let's actually double check that. I I'm pretty sure. That like the thing they said is like, hey, yeah, we got um, like recommended settings, rec- recommended like uh, uh, specs for your computer, say like at least a 970. Oh, no, wait, sorry. But yeah, at, at 1080p recommended 970. Yep, i7 3770K. I have an i7 4090K. 8 gigs of RAM. I got 16. I am, I am running fucking like at least hitting above board on most things in this fucking game. But because my graphics card is, I guess what it is. And the game is weird about all that shit. It just fucking, 
Take out of this area. Well, it's a shame because I actually, I actually kind of like that first game. I was looking forward to playing the sequel. But yeah, after spending like four hours tweaking with settings and spending all my time in this one, after spending like some time tweaking settings and spending a, like in this area and whatever, I was just like, eh, no, I can't and returned it. But then I bought two games that I have kept and are still playing because I really love them. One of them is Owlboy. So Owlboy Not is Owlboy. yeah, Owlboy is uh, one of those uh, you know, 16-bit looking, or not 16-bit, like a pixel a pixel graphic game where you are playing as Otis, who is a member uh, of... Okay, I just want to say one thing. I know far too much about a game that I've never played because Dead Man goes on about it every chance he gets. <laughs> so excuse me if I'm just mute throughout all this because I've learned to kind of tune out his comments on Owlboy. Have I talked about it that much to you? It seems like every conversation we've had, you've managed to bring up Owlboy. Huh. I'm pretty sure you brought up Owlboy yesterday. I don't remember that. At all. So tell us about Owlboy. Yeah, so Owlboy, you are playing as Otis, who is an Owlboy. Yeah, he's a uh, he's part human, part owl. Uh, he is part of a race of people who kind of like, I guess, guard these series of floating islands. Does he have an owl head? Uh, owl-ish head. Like it looks like a cartoony. It looks like a cartoony anthropomorphized owl head, kind of. So he doesn't look like the thing from Avatar: Last Airbender. No, he does not. Okay. Yeah, so Otis is the student of this guy named Asio, and Asio is an assy hole. Just, oh, no. Just every interaction they have is Asio just saying, you fucking piece of shit. Why don't you go throw yourself in a fucking fire, you garbage thing? I'll fucking clean up your mess. Ah, I hate you, and I'm a jerk. Yeah, pretty much. Walk, 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 walk. Yeah, and so in this, uh, and so uh, and so, uh, Otis's town is attacked by pirates. They're like air pirates who are coming by trying to steal everything that you got fucking working. And uh, Otis has to go to... Excuse me. This old owl cave, this old owl temple, in order to in order to the deac- owl cave, yeah, in order to activate in order to like deactivate these series of fans that have been pushing the islands apart from each other. On the way there, he and his buddy Getty, who is a man with a gun, uh, they find like an ancient uh, owl artifact, which is kind of one of your main gameplay mechanics, which is a teleporter. So what you do is you can, along the way, you gather allies. Allies who you can carry around and they have different weapons or abilities they can do that you can use while you are holding them. Are they also have bird people? No. No, one of them is just a guy. The other one is like a dude somewhere hidden inside a suit of armor. So yeah, I, I have two of them so far. Their names are Getty and Alphonse. Uh, Getty is, like I said, a dude with a gun, and Alphonse is a dude with a fire shotgun. 
So it's just like this widespread that you can use to like destroy berries and stuff. There's a bit of a Metroidvania aspect to some of the gameplay in this where you'll be flying around. You'll hit like, a, hit like an area that you can't get because either the door won't open or you don't have the right thing to destroy the fucking vines in this path. And then usually and then usually you come back around from that same area after you finish the story beat and get to progress using the new person you just picked up. Like in a again the most recent bit of it I played, I was carrying around this lady. Uh she kicked people. And so what I did was I so what happened was there were a bunch of like floating bombs around me. So what I had to do was I had to like fly up to the bombs, kick her, kick use the lady to kick the bombs and the bombs just go fucking flying and smash into enemies and kill the enemies for me. Which I can do with my normal guys because their gun because my normal guys' guns weren't strong enough to kill these fucking clockwork pirate people. Yahar. And you couldn't kick them at the bombs. No, nah, no, huh. I couldn't do that. I, when I kicked them, they just went unconscious. I wonder if those guys would have been um uh Hook's worst nightmare. <laughs> Ticking pirates. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's like, oh, I want to welcome on me crew, but you're ticking, so it's fucking triggering my PTSD. <laughs> he just goes, he just goes up on fucking deck with like two hooks jammed into each of his ears. Like, All right, Mr. Smee, tell the crew to set out. Where are we? Where are we heading, Captain? What? <laughs> Captain, where are we heading? Tick, 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 <laughs> tick. Tick. Yar, that infernal crocodile is following me. Oh, no, sir. No, sir. That'd be your crew. automatic servant. Oh, blasted machines. Why did I let them be clockwork? Fuck it. Let's go recruit Rufio. He looks like he's like 18 almost. And one of them is just a crocodile in like a, a bad clockwork armor disguise pretending to be a pirate. <laughs> no, not even that. He just has a tricorner hat. Yeah. <sighs> See, when I got this game, I was expecting something that was a bit more. I was, I was honestly expecting something a bit more like linear or more like uh, like mission based. Like The gameplay of it seemed to be that there were rings you could collect. And when you went through rings, fucking stuff would happen or whatever. And it looked like it might be some kind of like time trials y thing, but it turned into more of a, a more like straightforward Metroidvania esque thing where instead of just having like this giant open world map, you just kind of go wherever, as long as you have the right equipment, it is you go into an area, you get some new stuff and then use that to fucking go do things in that area. And sometimes you get to carry them over into like the next area. Sometimes you don't, and it's a lot heavier on the story stuff. Like there is a lot of dialogue in this. None of it voiced. They they do it all in uh, just like text boxes. But they do a really good job of uh like giving giving Otis some real like expressive like real really ex- giving him a really expressive face. Otis is a mute in the story. So he never talks, but he is, but they are able to, even with the pixel art, be able to animate him with a level of detail and like expressiveness that you're able to see like, oh yeah, here, here he is. He's happy. And he, he's able to fucking, he like is showing, he is showing that he's confident here. He is fucking feeling upset because Asio is being a dick to him here. He's a scurd. But yeah. Alboy's really good. I'm playing more of it. And I'll be texting caveman updates as I play.
Every hour yeah, on the hour. Good, man. Yeah. good thing my phone is muted. <laughs> I know how to mute people. Unlike somebody who apparently got woken up at 6 a.m. by a stray text from me. No, I was already awake. I just couldn't go to sleep because I was spending so much goddamn time looking into your goddamn shit about red phosphorus. Anyway. busy playing Owlboy to sleep. Anyway, final game I've been playing. I got Metal Gear Solid 5 again. Again? Yes. Is that the one where you have a military base that you can control by punching your guys randomly? Yes. So I had this game originally on PS4. Uh, I played it for a bit. I never made it out of Af- out of Afghanistan. But that's not the one with silent, is it? Yes, it is. Uh, quiet. Yes, it is. Yeah, the quiet. Whichever one is the nude lady. The quiet. I don't think there's a silent. I don't. Know. I don't play Metal Gear. Yeah, neither do I really. But I play Metal Gear Solid Five. I think. Hold on. But yeah, so uh, I got a. So I originally got this game on PS4. I played it for a while, but at the time, my PS4 was going through this weird thing where it would randomly eject the disc that was in it. So imagine playing a game like Metal Gear Solid Five, where it was just a big open world thing where you could fucking spend hours of running around doing whatever, and then in the middle of doing something. The disc just ejects itself. What? Yeah, apparently it's actually a well-known thing with PS4s, like 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 first-run PS4s, where like the rubber foot that the rubber foot directly underneath the eject button wasn't set right, or there or like if dust accumulates on the eject button, then the eject button will just like go off and then be and then almost be held down until you fucking reset the system entirely. That's annoying. Yeah, I so I had to rip that rubber foot off and then move my. PS4, so it's technically hanging over the edge of my desk. <laughs> but it's not doing that. But at that point, I had uh, returned the game, to, or at least, or I traded the game in at uh, my local video game retailer, Iceman Video Games. But then I saw it was like fucking 24 bucks in the Steam sale, so I was like, yeah, fucking I'll buy it again. So I bought it, I started playing it. This game looks really fucking good on PC, running at a full 60. At the highest possible graphic settings. Because my computer is, like I said, pretty decent. Just weird thing. Uh, whenever it, it could run this, but it couldn't run the it, it couldn't run the other game, but it could run Metal Gear Solid 5. Yeah, because the fucking people who made Metal Gear Solid 5 knew how to build a game for a PC, apparently. Unlike Tomb Raider? I guess so. Yeah, so I... So there are a couple times where like the frame rate does hitch a bit when I'm playing. Uh, whenever a checkpoint hits, which seems to be par for the course for me for PC games, like whenever in any PC game, when I hit a checkpoint for like a second, the game just hitches for a bit. Uh, the other time is when I do a dive, like just kind of like jump and dive into the dirt, and the camera is at a low angle. At that point, for some reason, the frame rate, the frame, I drop like five frames and then get back up after a minute or like a second. It's like, which I don't think I would have ever noticed if I wasn't actively monitoring the frame rate whenever I was playing that game. Which I do, because I am fun at parties. But no, that game's still fucking great. It plays real goddamn well on PC. It looks fucking amazing on PC. Uh, I'm still fairly early on. I think I just started episode two and got got to unlock side quests. 
I've yet to get diamond dogs. I'm still running around with D horse. You still yet to meet quiet. Yep, I still, I've yet to meet quiet. quiet. Uh, but I do. You know, know you saying diamond dog and D horse immediately turned my brain to butt stallion. <laughs> That's fair. I think that seems fair to me. <laughs> Man, I'm also uh, I've also been spending some more time actually listening to the audio tapes. Uh, that was something I never did when I played it on PS4. I just kind of like let the game go. And I never really paid attention to what they were. I never really even went into the fucking tape player and hit play on any of those fucking audio tapes. It's an important part of the story. The only audio tapes I cared about were the fucking somewhat anachronistic songs that were like scattered throughout this fucking level, throughout these fucking areas. Which is to say, I found She Blinded Me With Science and Maneater and then blasted those two fucking jams out of the fucking... Uh, the fucking speakers I bought for my attack helicopter. Just I'm fucking running to an LZ, getting fucking like lit up by dudes. Yes, you here's so, you somebody is like, "This is Pequod arriving at, arriving at LZ," and then the fucking luscious notes of Hollow Notes begin blasting across the airwaves. Psychological warfare. Yeah, the game that that, that game actually made me get that song on Spotify. It was like I listened to that fucking I listened to Man Eater over and over and over again. Then as soon as I got Spotify, I was like, "Well, put Man Eater on this." So why did you get rid of the PS4 version? Uh, because I was playing the game and it kept ejecting itself from my hard drive or from my console, and so it's just like, "All right, yeah, fuck it, I'll just return this." And when it goes on sale on fucking PSN, I'll just buy it there. It's like, well, if you do, if you don't want me to play you, I don't want to play you. Yeah, like I wanted to play it. It's just I couldn't play it as a disc because my PS4 hated me. Like it still does. But yeah, I, I bought, I, I specifically returned it with the intent to buy the digital version as soon as it went on sale. And then it went on sale on Steam. I was like, all right, fucking sign for heaven. Yeah, I don't have that game. I'm going to be playing through I'm going to be playing it through to completion this time because I need to start finishing games. It's been a long time since, it's been a long time since I've actually finished a game. Finished Persona 5. Yeah, I I don't really count that as like a as a game to actually finish like that. I count that as like a fucking experience that I needed to by law. Okay. Middle Gear Solid 5 can best be summed up by this one guy on Tumblr. Hideo Kojima says there was a perfectly good, no, dare I say, profound reason why Quiet is dressed like she is, and it is absolutely vital to every aspect of her story that she constantly wears as little clothing as possible and, and pose sexily every time you look at her. She breathes. Now, excuse her me skin. for a moment while I excuse me for a moment while I come up with that reason real fast. <laughs> Yoko Taro says, "To be is dressed like that because it's my fetish." <laughs> and that's all he says on the matter. Yeah, that's great. That, that... This is I'm always going to be honest with any like in anything I create. I'm always going to be honest as to why characters dress like that. Why is he dressed like that? Because I think it looks badass and I'm a dork. Why is she dressed like that? Because I think it looks hot and I'm a horny teenager in a man's body. No, here's the here's the thing with Hideo Kojima. Hideo Kojima is kind of the master of writing his story after he finished making it. <laughs> like basically every single Metal Gear game is 
Hideo Kojima retconning the previous game. Like it, it is so fucking convoluted, the goddamn story happening in those fucking games. Like in fucking um in Metal Gear Solid 1, like Revolver Ocelot gets his arm cut off, and then you kill Liquid Snake. In Metal Gear Solid 4, Revolver Ocelot comes back, but with but with Liquid Snake's arm grafted onto his body, which then somehow made Liquid Snake possess Revolver Ocelot. There was a Metal Gear Solid 2. Right, yeah, Metal Gear Solid 2. Metal Gear Solid 4, it was revealed that that wasn't actually the case. What happened was uh, Ocelot had himself brainwashed so that the Patriots would believe that he was possessed by the arm of fucking Liquid Snake. And it's just shit like that, just over and over. The, uh, Hideo Kojima just saying like, hey, you know that thing I said a while ago? Yeah, fucking why, who, who would believe that, you fucking idiots? Here's what actually happened. Yeah, Hideo Kojima is just a kid just saying, and then, and then, and then. All the while throwing fucking, like, really detailed descriptions of military tactics and military hardware at you. Also, he gets mad when you miss the point of his games. Yeah. I mean, Metal Gear Solid 4 might as well have had, I don't want to make any more of this stamped over every cutscene. <laughs> yeah, and then he fucking didn't. He just like, hey, fucking... Emergent gameplay, assholes. You want to fucking, like, the cardboard box sled into a bear dick? You can fucking do that. Yeah. Well, a lot of it is, like, Solid Snake is a very sad guy, and in fact, a life of nothing but isolation and or killing people will kind of mentally mess you up, and everyone's response is, Solid Snake's awesome. I want to smoke and jump out of cardboard boxes and kill people. You really That's don't. That's life. You really don't. So Hideo Kojima was like, oh, okay, thanks for ignoring the entire point of the message of the story. Just for that, I'm never going to give you playable Solid Snake again, except when he's old and decrepit. Yeah. War is essentially that microwave tunnel from Guns of the Patriots. But but, but for your mind. And that's Metal Gear, kids. But then there's Quiet, which he's basically, he's just like, I, de- I designed her that way so people would cosplay as her. Yeah, I want pre- he's both, I, I want pretty means, ladies wearing bikini tops to touch me. Which which means he's which means not only did he design it because he's apparently like caveman, but he also wants to see that in real life. <laughs> well, hey, no, no, no. There's a difference. I'll be honest about why my character's dressed that way. He'll come up with a bullshit story reason for it. Yeah, yeah. He's like he's like this is critical to the story that she walked Can't around you practically pay for naked. Gold? I remember seeing that somewhere. Like you can like Goldfinger. You can give her clothes. Yeah, I remember that. You can also shower with her. Yeah. I think. Can you shower with D Dog? Or D D. No. I don't I don't think you can shower with D Dog or D Horse. (laughs) What if you could? Just just fucking snake just in the fucking locker room and you get your Can you shower with butt stallion? (laughs) (laughs) I think I missed my chance. Like I remember in, uh, I remember reading somewhere that you could, uh, not about butt stallion. I remember reading somewhere that when, uh, chance to shower with butt stallion, I'm done. I'm always over. I'm done. I remember that, uh, there was people were saying that you could play with DD when he was still a puppy. And I never even got the chance to do that because, like the fucking helicopter took off, I would hear the barking of a puppy and then just look around the fucking area and never find him. 
It's really unfortunate because he he does not say a puppy long. It's like you get him and then like fucking five days pass and then he is a full grown dog that has one eye and a knife because Metal Gear. Does he have a knife in his mouth? Yes. Use it to slit dudes' throats. Yeah, so he's he's from Persona 3. Okay. Yeah, he's Koromaru. He's Koromaru, except with one eye. <sighs> he doesn't summon Cerberus from his soul. You nope, know, he is Cerberus. Why summon a demon dog when you already have one? It's true. Anyway, yeah, Metal Gear Solid 5 is great. This is the first Metal Gear Solid game I've ever played, and I goddamn love it. It's a great game. It's a bad Metal Gear Metal Gear game. I've heard. It's weird. Like every every Metal Gear game that I love is a game that isn't actually a Metal Gear game. Yeah. So it's like the Fox Engine is great, and as a game, the gameplay is amazing, and it's a great game. But all it, but in in terms of the Metal Gear story, it's just an unnecessary complication at best. That's every Metal and Gear terrible game. Terrible. Worse. Well, like, just just keep playing. You'll see. Yeah, the other game, the other game, I like, I actually played from the Metal Gear series that I really liked was Rising, with the nano machines. Did son. you like it because it was a good game, or did you like it because Senator Armstrong is so memeish? Uh, both. I I really like platinum games when they get into like the full on character action stuff. Uh, sometimes they, they, their games do get a bit repetitive in that aspect, but things are so goddamn crazy and the soundtrack is usually really good that it's able to distract me from the repetitiveness of it. And I like the gameplay in it. Uh, the the uh, like all the fight scenes with the fucking winds of destruction were very different with, from each other and were just fucking some of them were just dumb as hell, like fucking monsoon and his weird magnet body. And they get to Armstrong, and yeah, he's fucking Nano Machine's son. He's going to make America great again. I played college ball, you know. Yeah. University of Texas. <laughs> Could have gone pro if I haven't joined the Navy. That fucking guy. Anyway. That's all I've been playing. On to news. So first up, uh, Netflix has released the first season of their Castlevania animated series. I have no idea how well it was. I have no. I have not watched it yet. Have you seen it? No, I was going to ask you if you saw it and if it was good. I don't know. Yeah, I have not seen it, uh, and I have not been able to find like a any kind of like consensus on it from what people have been talking about. It, okay, it's looking like I think like more reviews have started to pour in. Um, it's like it's getting like generally positive stuff. Like so, some of it is like just kind of middle of the road reviews. Some of them are a bit more like, hey, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, the only reviews I've gotten is it's all right or it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, oh my god, it's amazing! But I haven't heard it's the worst thing since Hitler either. Yeah, it is. It's it's decently received. So decently received that it's already getting a second season. Yeah, Netflix has ordered a second season of the Castlevania series and have upped the episode order from the first season's four episodes to eight. 
So it's no it's no longer a mini series, it's a less mini series. Seriously, yeah, it's it, that full season. It's a maxi series. Thank you. It's a maxi series. Unless it, it 12 episodes is the minimum for a season, unless your show is like 2 hours an episode. Mm-hmm. And on the heels of that release, um Adi Shankar, uh, the producer and showrunner for the Castlevania series, uh, has announced that he is working with Ubisoft on an Assassin's Creed animated series in the same vein as Castlevania. Oh no! Yep. So, I, so this news came out of GameSpot originally that I saw it uh, at the time they wrote the story. Uh, there hadn't really been any confirmation as to whether or not this is actually happening from Ubisoft's side of things. However, uh, the head of uh, content for Assassin's Creed. A name I will butcher if I try to pronounce. I'm not even going to try. Uh, he Type went, it. I want to try. Type it. Type it. Uh, okay, there's an umlaut in it. I don't even know what that is. It's the two dots over the I. It's the two dots over like an O or an I or something. Okay. Yeah, so it's A-Z-A-I with an umlaut. Z-I-A. And then A-Y-M-A-R. Azazia? You, Canadian, you Canadians, Azazia? Canadians, and your Zeds. <laughs> yeah, I'm Canadian, fucko. It defeats the purpose of being a letter if there's more than one letter in the saying it. How's a boot I come down there and whoop your ass with some fucking hockey skates well, on, eh? Technically, technically, to pronounce Z, it's the letter Z followed by two E's. So... Yeah. If you really want to get into fucking semantics, I can English your ass into the ground. Yeah, you hoser. Yeah, so that's happening. Uh, no real information on when that will begin. Uh, like, like in terms of like actual production and, or like release, because it is still in the very, very early stages of production. Yeah, we'll be seeing where this goes. Final piece of news. Uh, so, a bunch of developers who used to work on Bioshock uh, have announced uh, that they are going to be releasing a brand new game called City of Brass. Uh, the game, which is being developed by Uppercut Games, uh, is a game that borrows heavily from uh, Arabian Nights and those stories in that vein of just like all kinds of mis- mis- just mischievous spirits, deadly traps, thieves, a big old... Arabian setting. And it looks neat. Uh, Playing the game, you will take on the role of a thief uh, battling to reach a big old fucking treasure with a blade and a whip because it is a game set in Arabian Nights. It's a game set in the world of Arabian Nights. It's Arabian Nights. I was trying not to do that. I couldn't help myself. You want Disney to take this shit down? I only sang like five seconds of it. We're fine. That's enough. That's enough. That's enough. And I'm pretty sure I got the lyrics wrong. I mean, they're taking out all the all the Let It Go covers. Yeah. Don't tempt me. Even the ones, even the ones that changed no, no, the no, no, even no. the ones that changed the key entirely and replace all the words with bullshit. They've got 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 out of fucking Google Translate. Yeah, this is happening. Uh, there is a trailer, an announcement trailer that was uh, released for this game uh, that shows off some of the gameplay and the look of it. 
Because this game, despite having just been announced like this month, is going to be releasing this fall. Uh oh. Yes, it'll be released on PC and on Steam this fall, with Xbone and PS4 versions coming in 2018. That's not always bad. That just means they had restraint. Yeah, they actually just waited when until it like, comes hey, we are act- announcing their games. It was like, hey, we have an actual game like that is fr- like almost fucking done. It's not like, oh, hey, we so just started this. With the Super Robot War series. That you know, they they wait until the game is basically like ninety percent done before announcing it in the first place. Instead of like, hey, we have a vague piece of concept art. Yeah, they aren't. This beyond- game is coming out in five years. Yeah, they aren't beyond good and evil toing it. They're not so going- get hype for five years because it's all we can offer you. Yeah. Here, look at this blurry piece of concept art that probably won't even look like the actual game. Get ready, bitch. We have a pre-rendered trailer and nothing else. <laughs> we don't have a t- we don't even have a title yet. Fuck you. Anyway, that was for news. New releases front. Uh, not much of note really, unless you're like into real weird shit. Like, for example, Fire Pro Wrestling World is going into early access this week for PC. Uh, Fire Pro Wrestling is a very long-running Japanese wrestling series. Say, is it a wrestling game for Pirate Maniacs? Uh, no, it is a it is a wrestling game for people oh, who are real into wrestling games and can figure out how to fucking parse their way through Japanese text. Yay, parsing through Japanese text. Yeah, I mean, because, I could uh, if I really was into wrestling, but I'm it, not. Yeah, because like a good chunk of the games that were released for Fire Pro never made it over to the states. Like looking at it, looking at like looking at some of the original releases, um, only the, like the first, only like of like the first ten games, I think only three of them got like in a release over here, and it and it was a release like ten years after the game actually came out. You know, then nothing kind of came out from those games for a while, and but people still fucking try, kept trying to find ways to get them. And now, Fire Pro Wrestling World is the first entry in the series in over a decade. So, hey, people who are fans of fucking wrestling, you got that shit. Uh, Final Fantasy XII: The Zodiac Age is coming to PS4. It is a remake of Final Fantasy XII. Oh, finally! Yeah, but I don't have a PS4. I could actually play Final Fantasy twelve for the first time ever. Yeah, so it will have um other kind of additions and enhancements enhancements, and it will also have the job system that was only in the Japanese version of the game. Why would they finally getting the Japanese Why would they do what? Take away the job system. Because fuck you. I mean that's, uh, that's it's an awesome part of the games. Lot, One of the only reasons why I enjoy any of the Final Fantasy games. I mean, I never, I never played that one myself, but a lot of people say they didn't like it. Actually, no, no, no. They added a job system. I don't know. I think it's no, no, no. The Japanese remake added a job system. In the first one, you could basically just, you know, do whatever, but it required like annoying customization on the license board or something. So this one just outright gives you jobs or something like that. I don't know because I never played the first one. <laughs> I'm just just amazed that all these Japanese re-releases that used to be exclusive to Japan are finally coming out after like a decade. Yeah, it's neat. So perhaps patience truly is a virtue. 
Probably not, though. It's more just insistent nagging. No, they probably just can't get away with it anymore thanks to DLC. Yeah, and everybody on the internet is screaming like, why, do we, why, the fuck we aren't getting, why the fuck aren't we getting this shit, you pieces of garbage? Well, I mean, we did that when Kingdom Hearts... The Kingdom Hearts re-releases and the and the Final Fantasy re-releases and Japan was like, yeah, we don't care. <laughs> they only brought over Kingdom Hearts because they're like, well, okay, because we added so much extra story stuff in the re-releases that you guys are going to be totally lost. So here, yeah, so fuck you. Have guys. the final mixes a decade later. Yeah, all's going on this week. Uh, the first episode of the second season of the Minecraft Story Mode. Remember how that was the I thing that existed? Eyes. I roll my eyes. Because that's what Minecraft needs. Yep, totally. Uh, and then, story mode. And the last thing of note, uh, The End is Nigh, a new game from Edmund McMillan. Uh, he is one half of Team Meat, who made uh, he made uh, uh, Super Meat Boy and I- The Binding of Isaac. Yeah, that's coming out a couple days. Looks neat. Next week, eh, Splatoon 2, and that's about it. Splatoon was an awesome... Splatoon was probably one of the most fun shooters I've ever played. One of the few that I was actually willing to go into the online community for. Oh, yeah. Splatoon, Splatoon is... Splatoon is one of the reasons I bought a Wii U, but I didn't keep the Wii U long enough to actually afford to be able to buy Splatoon. <laughs> I played fucking Wind Waker for like three hours, got fucking sick of the horse shit fucking movement controls and stuff, and then I was like, yeah, fuck it, I don't have no reason to keep this thing, sell it. I already beat Bayonetta 2 on it, so I was fucking good. Well, now you gotta get a Switch to play uh, Splatoon. Yep, I just need to wait for the price to go down or buy it from somebody offline for $500. Jesus, that's right. Canada motherfuckers. Or get lucky and get lucky and find it on eBay being given away at a criminally low price. <sighs> knowing me, I knowing I mean, me, I'll find that, that and won't have the once, money, but you know. That's why I haven't bought a PS4 yet. I'm like, maybe if I look on eBay enough, somebody will be giving it away for like a quarter of the price because they're stupid. <laughs> that's how I got that, that's how I got my Vita. I mean, maybe I'll get lucky again. Yeah, but there's the difference. That's a Vita. The price they were selling it for was the lowest price they could realistically sell a Vita for. No, 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 no. The be- people were selling it for a lot more. Just the guys like there's a tiny crack on the case. So here's 50 bucks for it. And I was like, OK. 50 bucks is about the right price oh, for a Vita. Really? People, people were selling it for like full price. That's because they're idiots. I mean, maybe nobody ever bought it. Maybe nobody ever bought it, but you know. Yeah, just word of the wise, kids. If you ha- if you are looking to buy a Vita or are looking to sell a Vita, don't, don't pay and don't expect to be paid more than 100 bucks. Nobody will fucking buy a Vita for more than 100 bucks. Anyway, that's going to go for this week. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, we'll be back two weeks time with episode of DestroProds.com, video games podcast. In between now and then, though, we've got stuff coming out. I don't know. Till then, I'm dead.
And I'm Caveman. I was gonna, I, I was, I was gonna be polite and let Caveman go first. No, you go in the no, order you that you're called at the beginning, Alex. Yeah, and I called you really? first. No. I called Way Caveman this works. first. I'm Alex. See you guys next time. Goodbye, have a wonderful time. <laughs>